This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans, for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The View from the Gladys Street podcast. We've got plenty of happy blues on today's show, all of whom are here to react and debate Everton's impressive 3-1 win over Brighton. Just to give you a run-through of the agenda, we're going to talk about and react to Everton's win over Brighton and the performance. We're going to talk about Coleman's goal celebration. We're going to talk about Chelsea and Ross Barkley. We're going to talk about Theo Walcott and plenty more. My guest today and keeping his place in the starting lineup following last week's show is Mark Crotty. Hello, Mark. How you doing? How are you doing? All right. Back on the show, after a few weeks off, we've got John Howard. Hello, John. Good evening, Ian. Good to have you back on. And keeping the line up fresh, after a few months off from the show, we've got Connor O'Neill. Hello, Connor. Evening, Ian. How are you? Not too bad. When was, back. when was the last time you were on the show? I can't even remember now. I think it was the start of the season. Start of the yeah. season. It was a bit doom and gloom then. Yeah, he has been injured. I think that's what <laughs> it is, isn't it? Oh, all right, well, Connor, we'll, we'll, we'll come to you first then, because just obviously, you know, you said it was a bit doom and gloom at the start of the season. Has anything changed in your opinion since uh, since the past couple of weeks, couple of months? Oh, yeah, I think a, a lot's changed, hasn't it? I think a lot's, a lot's gone on, a lot's happened, I think. You know, from but when I was on, it was still a bit doom and gloom regarding the transfer situation and the, the incomings and outgoings. And since then, obviously, Marcel Brands has worked his magic. We brought Andre Gomez into midfield, who looks like he's been playing for us for years and is, is the, 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 the centre midfield we've created for so long. We can put his foot on the ball. Marco Silva's now implemented the way of playing. And a, and a sort of pattern of play that has brought some smiles back onto the Blues' faces. We we get forwards, we create goal, we create chances, and we've been scoring goals. And the results have had a massive uptake, uptake, haven't they? And obviously, it's disappointing last weekend's defeat at Manchester United. But you know, Saturday's win was by far the best so far this season, and the best the best performance in a long time at Goodison Park I've seen. I told you it was going to be happy, didn't I? I knew it was going to be happy. <laughs> um, just before we get into it fully, uh, just a reminder that you can uh, listen to our show when you can subscribe to the show uh, via iTunes in the Acast app. All you need to do is search Royal Blue. There you'll be able to rate, review and leave comments. Um, all right, then let's get into it. John? Hello. Best performance of the season so far, would you agree? Yeah, I'd say so. I really would. I think it wasn't just the win. Win's always good. It's the manner in which we won. And do you know what? Actually, you've got to give a lot of credit to Brighton there because, you know, you get wins and you think, we that good or were they that bad? I thought Bright- Brighton did okay. I think they come with a game plan. This is a team who are on the back of three straight wins. They aren't mugs. They're not there to make up the numbers. And I think Everton really just didn't allow them to play. I thought they tore into them. I thought there was hunger. There was creativity. There was idea. You know, a lot of the time with Everton sides passed, it's been get to the final third, right, we've run out of ideas. We now seem to have two, three, four players all capable of creating stuff. Gilfie's in great form. Richarlison, you know, Paul Mason aside, seems to be uh, justifying his fee. So generally, I'm absolutely ecstatic. I think we've beaten a very good side there, who, by the way, it's the first time they've conceded three goals in the league this season. Mark, you, you're grinning like a Cheshire cat there. <laughs> I just agreeing with everything for a change. <coughs> Were you happy with the performance? You still haven't given me credit for Gomez, by the way. I told you. I, I? I remember yeah. I said, wait till Gomez plays. But well, well, I'll give you credit now. Well, well done, Mark. Well, yeah. well I, done. I spotted him. What about Yeddy Mina? Have we got to give you credit for that? If um, he is, yeah, so. well, he'll get the winner at Chelsea. Remember I said that. <laughs> um, I agree with John there about Saturday. It was, it was, there was passages of play there that we haven't seen for years um, in terms of one such football movement pace 
and getting in behind the line so many times. The only criticism I could have, again, which would be petty one, was finishing. Should have been five or six. Mm. Um, it cost us at Man United, cost us at Arsenal, cost us at home at West Ham. But that that will come. We there's a hiding around the corner for someone. I don't know who, but we will put five or six past someone. Um, and it's it, it's just all linking in well, and and it's not just the first eleven now, is it? We've got Mina pushing. We've got Luckman coming on, who's looking great. In sorry, not great. He's he's looking like he's hungry and ready for for a um, for a first team spot. And there's others pushing, and so all of a sudden now, the turnaround from where we finished in May, not just recruitment wise and what we bought and what the playing style, it, it, it's a, it's phenomenal to be honest with you. And we're miles ahead of where I thought we'd be. Um, that the phrase cautious optimism at the start mentioned every week. Always. I was just going to say, that's um, completely gone out the window with you, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it was because I didn't think we would be this far ahead already in in, in November. Um, turning up performances like that. So yeah, without getting ahead of myself, we've got three winnable home games and, and, and I'd love us to turn one of the Chelsea, Liverpool or City away games into if we can get more great, but if we can get a win out of them as well then it, it sets us up even better for the future but some 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 lovely football to watch when not you you're watching it and you're going oh yeah brilliant wow usually doing that for watching man city or something on the telly but yeah to watch us do it was was amazing out of the next three games then who've we got we've got chelsea next chelsea away on saturday international break yeah then cardiff and then then liverpool yeah. so three games yeah what realistically what would you expect what from points wise should get three points against Cardiff. Um, I just, I'd love, I'd love us to get a win. Uh, you know, if we can just, even if we can get one win out the two. Uh, obviously, we all know which one we'd like out the two. If we just want one big away win, which people sit up and take notice and go, "Why are you this evidence I had to start to take shape?" Um, and even noticed on Sky today. I don't know if you've seen it. And usually, they've got uh, on Sky Sports Centre. They've got a picture of the. Top six managers, they've got Pochettino and Klopp and everything lined up. Silva was in it today, there were seven managers. All right. I was like, all right. So you Sky recognising them. Yeah, then. starting to mm-hmm. recognise us a little bit. So so good signs. Uh, and, and as I say, the, the, the football was, some of the passages I played were sparkling, loved it. Let's break it down then, Connor. First of all, that counter-attacking goal. When was the last time you saw Everton score a goal as good as that? Oh, God, to hear a long, long time ago, I think. I can't remember a goal as good as that, to be fair, um, in terms of the play and the, how, how how precise the passing was as we broke it. You know, it, it's for me, it's an Everton team that you now get excited about. You know, for, for a long... I can't remember the last time I actually started used to get excited going to Goodison. I mean, you know, the Crystal Palace game when we played them, you know, the, I was at home when the, when the team was broken... I actually got excited looking at the team, you know, Gomez, we had a front three of Richarlison, Bernard Walcott, Sigerson in behind. And I was, you know, I was genuinely excited to go when I hadn't been, I had been excited to go for years. You know, it'd become a bit of a chore in some mm-hmm. respect, you know, yeah. a bit like, well, yeah, I'm going to match again. But I was actually excited and, you know, I think that the the phrase in, in general, what people were saying on Saturday when, we, when you leave Goodison was, I wish he'd never blew for full time there. I wish we could have played 10 <laughs> yeah, minutes more, know, you know. Yeah. N- normally we used to get to 70 minutes and he'd be like, can we just blow up now and we'll go home and we put a head of our misery. So it, it's a massive, massive turnaround. And going back to the goal, I, d- I don't think we've, seen, we've scored a good goal like that for a long time. I think that the last time we scored maybe a goal like that would have been probably the Martinez's first season where we, we, we played some, re- in fairness to Martinez, we played some really good stuff that season. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen that for, God, what, three or four years now, that, that type of movement and that type of that sort of actual sort of people know what they're doing 
you know, we like Mark said there, we used to get to the final third and it was like we just run out of ideas and we just collapse. Whereas now we've actually got out and out forwards who, who thrive on being in them positions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how important was Zuma to that goal then, John, the first goal? Because without him, really, that goal doesn't happen, does it? it do you know what? You've answered your own question there. He, he was massively, he was vitally important. I think he's got a presence about him, which I didn't actually notice at Chelsea. I always saw the potential, saw the ability. He seems to, under Silva, you know, he, he put that piece on there at FC.com. Well, he didn't, but his interview. Silva seems to have found something in him and he seems to have got an extra 15, 20% and another few gears. He's commanding. You know, he's confident, he gets the ball, he's strong. And as you say, he won a header. And I think with the zonal marking and all that, and, you know, it was Evans again when Dunk scored that goal, suddenly we've gotten a player like Zuma, a big, powerful boy, who's pre- and he's prepared to turn around and say to forwards, no, this is mine. And you know what? Maybe he's the unsung hero for the former Michael Keane. You know, so I, th- I think Zuma is, is, is paramount. I think he's pivotal. Absolutely. Um Mark Silver, obviously we played well in the first half, don't get me wrong, but the performance levels seemed to go up even more in the second half. We had that chance, didn't we? Theo Walcott just just missed it. Edison Gay had that shot, which hit the post. Silver seems to have got the magic touch at half-time, hasn't he? That team talk, how many times this season have... He's come out in the second half and performance levels have, you know, gone up. Yeah, that, it potentially should have been over before Brighton scored. To be honest, Sigurdsson had two great chances. I thought it was a penalty on Dean, and then we scored, and then against the runner play, set play, and we were like, oh, here we go again. And then I was thinking at half-time, we can't keep missing chances, we'll put them away. Then straight after half-time, he hit the post, Walcott missed the sitter, and I was like, oh my God, surely can't be like this all afternoon. So the second goal, come on when it did. Um, Felt it only boosted the fans, that Yeah, chance. just settled yeah. us down yeah. then, and then we went on to play some lovely stuff, and so it was over then. Um, but yeah, as I say, my only criticism is... is is the chances really that we miss? You know, we've we've missed some goal-sized opportunities this season, haven't we? Whether it's cost us or not, um, and I just think once they start going in regular, and you know, we're going to be, uh, we're going to we're going to score a lot of goals. Um, just going on your Zuma point there, yeah, I think he's been massive for us, massive to Michael Keane as well. But uh, Mina's going to play, so he's got a bit of a conundrum now. Yeah. I've seen a police was. It's this morning he's done one about Silver hitting at a three at the back. Mm. Well, he finished off it with that, didn't he? Um, now I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of a three at the back, but if you've got the personnel, it could work. Um, we can't have got have got the personnel. We have got the, the personnel with the, the wing backs and three like massive centre halves who will be a a threat. Not just from well, there'll be a threat from from corners for us, but obviously they should be dominant in the air at the back as well. So that's a an option for him. Um, so Amina's going to play on Sunday with Keane, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and Zuma will come back in against Cardiff. So we, you could potentially see. He will or he won't. Did you I say think so? he will against. I think he'll give it a go. Amina out. No, no, I think he'll side the three at the back against right, Cardiff. Sorry. Okay. I think he'll go with that. It means that uh, potentially Bernardo or Walcott might have to be sacrificed, but like we just said, the wing backs are going to be so far up the pitch, we'll still have the width anyway. Hmm. Um, and in between Gomez, Sigurdsson, say Bernard and Richarlison, got enough to score goals there, haven't you? So you might give that a go. Um, but it's great to be sitting here talking about different options and formations we can play with personnel yeah. rather than thinking, well, Sam will have five at the back there and then we'll lump it up to Tosin and see what he can do. And, you know, it's it's a different ball game since, yeah. mate. It's crazy. Well, I mentioned it to one of my mates before the game. 
um, we're actually talking about football. We're not talking about controversy mm. or refereeing decisions. It's just mm. actually talking about football. So obviously all for that. Like, but Connor, Mark just said then that the only the one criticism that he felt of the game was just chances that we could have had. But was the defense not a bit sloppy for obviously conceding the goal from a set piece? Yeah, I think it. it you know, the defensively, we we've looked a lot more solid this season, and you know. But we still give to the opposition mm. goals, aren't we? I mean, you look at the goals we we, gen, we genuinely concede. You know, we yet to really concede an absolute world. Yeah, where you go, oh, what a goal that was, mm-hmm. or what a strike. You know, you can pinpoint where you know. I mean, Manchester United last week, Seamus Coleman and Theo Walcott both switched off and you know allowed Martial the, the freedom to to left fly. Um, and we've seen it time and time again this year, haven't we? Where you know Zorro Martin the the. The, it has come back to bite us, you know. Huddersfield at home was one of them games mm-hmm. where we had chance after chance and kind of nothing come of it. And well, we, we played that game now, we've made them now. We've got But our lack of defensive, <laughs> a bit yeah. of defensive frailties yeah. cost us because they had one good set piece and scores, so, you know. Yeah. And there's sometimes in football it is fine margins. I mean, we've seen in Arsenal, it's fine margins. We didn't mm-hmm. take our chances, mm-hmm. gifted them a chance and they, they took it. So, yeah, I think it, it is a little bit alarming. Um, the slump at the back, I think we do look a little bit a little bit sort of sluggish at times but at the same time it's one of them isn't it you either one or the other you either you know sacrifice a whole defensive you know you, you can go defensive but then you're going to lose out going forward you know it, it's a hard it's a hard hard balance to to actually sort of master both you know even the best teams in the world struggle to master both and I think you know, while we're winning, no one will be complaining and no one will have any sales of gripes. It's common now, isn't it? Because we didn't mm. concede that many chances on Saturday. I don't remember no. for making no. the save. So that that side's coming. But you're right, it seems to, that we're getting punished. Yeah. For our. It chance just seems Everton, very yeah. Everton, doesn't it? Soon as someone gets a chance, we get a, um, <laughs> that's the, I think Zuma, if there was one criticism on Saturday, was um, I just think he got caught underneath yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he, he, he dunks jump, plain and simple, is mm. better than Zuma's. Mm. But. It was a well-worked little free, uh, corner yeah. routine. That's a big yeah, and do you know what? Where did we go asleep? You know, the little short corner mm-hmm. come in, to me, that could have been closed down quicker. We moved, if you look at it, we moved out a bit and it's just allowed them yeah. to attack the ball in the six-yard box then. Do you know what? It's, the, the it's these little things, isn't it? That yeah. is the difference between winning and losing games, winning and, mm-hmm. and not winning trophies. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I, you know what? Silver reminds me a little bit of he attacks with Martinez's flair, but with Moise's intensity. Mm-hmm. And I'll coin your phrase, cautious optimism, mm-hmm. but... If you can get a mixture of that, mm. then I think we're going to be doing many more happy podcasts for, well, hopefully more seasons to come. Definitely. I think Brighton are a good team as well, though, aren't they? Like Chris Hutton doesn't get yeah. enough credit, I no. don't think, for what he for what he actually does. No, I mean, look what he did with Newcastle yeah, and he yeah. just binned them off. Do you know what I mean? Glenn, I, I, I read the uh, Brighton press because I like seeing what the opposition yeah. press have to say about us. I'm weird like that. So he done a good interview and he said, listen, they're one of the best sides we've played this season. They've got quality all over the pitch. Um, let's not knock where we are and where we've come. And, hmm. um, we're gonna, we're not going to be played the side of the calibre of Everton every week. So that was nice to read yeah. from from that point of view, from from a team who just who just won 3 one nils on the bounce or whatever, yeah. not conceding mm-hmm. goals. Back, yeah. Liverpool only won one nil against them. City only scored two against them. And I know, if they're all you know ifs and buts and stuff but the fact that we put three past them and could have scored five or six suggests that that's all down to quality play from us I think the big thing is making Goodison back to a fortress isn't it yeah you know for for a long 100%. time Goodison under David Moyes was a fortress you know in, in the, and Martinez's mm-hmm. first season it was a fortress you know we, we we picked up results and, and you know 
even people like you know Arsene Wenger I think what said didn't he when Moyes was in charge that he actually hated going to Goodison more than he hated going to Anfield because it had mm-hmm. become you know a notoriously tough place to go the fans mm-hmm. got on you got behind the side and you know we've kind of lost that in the last couple of years you know you look at the teams who've come to Goodison over the last couple of years and picked up points and you know some have done it without even breaking mm-hmm. sweat in, in some mm-hmm. respects so mm-hmm. I think the fact that this so far this season we're, we're beating the no we're beating the teams we should be beating who we all mm-hmm. believe we should be beating but, but still, we are we are now but they still, yeah. yeah. still got they still got to be beating you, yeah, you know we're getting back to that making that good just in the fortress you said when you first came on the podcast there was still ifs and buts and a yeah. bit of doom and gloom now even after that when we played Huddersfield and West Ham at home Holgate was centre half Schneider was yeah. playing yeah. Loom was on the left Tosin was up front <laughs> on his own the difference even in, from then to now yeah. is, is, is dramatic isn't it and some of them players aren't even getting in there the squad, the squad, and this, I was saying that at the time we had the chat about Schneider and stuff yeah. and I was saying he's just not an Everton player for me and I think he'll go and I think they will now in January but it just once you've seen somebody of of then Gomez's class come in Sigurdsson starting to tick Bernard even though he's still settling showing flashes with Charleston and you're like they're different planets to what we were used to mm, and so all yeah. of a sudden yeah. that's why we're a better side and it, goes, it says lots doesn't it when like you know Yeri Mina who was you know, signs is the saving yeah. grace almost of our of our yeah. defensive reality. You can't even get it in the side. No, no. You know, I mean, when we signed him, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, mm-hmm. everything's gonna be okay. We've signed this lad from Barcelona. He was a big towering presence mm-hmm. at the World Cup. He scored four goals, and you know, the fact that he can't even get in the yeah, side yeah. now yeah. shows how far we've come in such a short space of time. Yeah. What about then the um, the break up of partnership then between Zuma and Keane? You, obviously, we know we've got Yeri Mina gonna come in. We just said he was kind of the, the saving grace overall. Have we got any fears now that that partnership's going to be broken up for obviously Chelsea initially anyway? It, well, obviously it's got to be broken up for Chelsea, hasn't it? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no option but to, yeah. to break up for Chelsea. Um, it will be interesting. I must admit, I am intrigued to see what, what happens at Chelsea because it's a massive test for me in a going, in, going in there against Chelsea. You know, your first start in the Premier League. It is like getting almost thrown into the deep end. You know, Chelsea are flying. You know, we're all saying how good we You know, under Sarri, they're, they're going away the business quite well. Morata's sort of got himself back into the goal scoring. I'm just glad he scored. Yeah. Because he would have scored <laughs> yeah. against us, you know, yeah. we would have um, scored in weeks or months, had he? Weeks, like I think that. it was, was yeah. Weeks? Um, so I, I'm intrigued more to see what happens in the game and afterwards, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Whether, I mean, I do agree, though, I think we will potentially against Cardiff see a three at the back. I think Silver mm. all along is is talked about three at the back and the potential of playing it. And I think that's why, in some respects, we signed Lucas Dina in the summer to play a three at the back because he knew that he already had Coleman on the right you know as someone you know Baines has been like Baines has been a fantastic save for everyone but there's no way he could play left wing back so I, I think against Brighton we could see that we could see, if Mina has a good game and settles in well at Chelsea we could see a case for all three of them starting at home Can Coleman play right wing back then based on what you've seen this season obviously I know he, he scored on a, and we'll come to we'll come to his reaction from his goal celebration but currently at the moment is he, is he be good enough to play right wing back, you know, on the same level as Lucas Dean. On the same level as Lucas Dean, I'm unsure. Is he good enough to play wing back? Yeah, I think he does. I think he deserves a go. I really do. I, th- I think we, with Seamus Coleman, he's got a lot of bounce back ability. You know, he's come back from big, bigger, worse things than a bit of fan criticism. So, do you know what? Yeah, I think he could do it. If only time will tell if I'm proved right or not. Okay, well, speaking of Coleman then, I'm going to call Mark out on this because <laughs> he was on the pod last week and he said Everton need a new right-back. Did Couple they go of, that far? I think he did, you know. <laughs> I think I I'd like to, to see him prove me wrong. <laughs> I'll have to, to double-check then. Don't want to misquote you. I'll listen to that back. Um, first of all, 
What did you make of Coleman's performance on uh, on Saturday then? Yeah, much better, much more livelier. Um, and so was Walcott. They work in tandem. I think if one has a bad game, the other one does. Yeah. So it's like they both had better games on Saturday. Um, got forward much more. Still, still think the final ball is lacking from him, but he was... The crossing, he, yeah. crossing into the box. He was, um, he was certainly linking up more, getting forward more, more dynamism. Get more energy than what he's been uh, lately so yeah that's the Coleman that we we all loved wasn't it that, that he, he used to do that week in week out and it, so I think it was only fair that there should be some criticism because he wasn't performing he said that himself didn't he in the interview I'm the biggest critic and I know I've not been yeah. playing well. he said that before and as well I think didn't he yeah. be critical yeah. of his form so we obviously, Coleman obviously listens to the View from the Galaxy yeah. podcast because he heard what you said <laughs> the other day so um, what did you make of the reaction then of, of him after the game? Oh, uh, sorry, with it. following the goal. Absolutely no problem with it at all. If if that's what it takes to get him going to have some criticism in the press or have some media on his back or whatever, then I've I've never been one for saying, ah, oh, don't be you know, fine, give us it back. You know, we're if we're saying that you're not doing well and then you do do well and give it back. So do it again next game now. Go to Chelsea and do it again yeah. and so on. Do you know what I mean? And that's the levels that we want. Everton to be performing and everyone perform week in week out and if you're not performing week in week out no one's place should be taken for granted so yeah give us it back happy days because um, it means he's done something then done. he's either scored or created or saved a shot off the line or whatever he's done something to pump himself up and, and go have some of that back so uh, yeah I think that's the thing that I mentioned that. to someone in the week that like you know we can be critical of players yeah. and if they th- like ram it down your throat and prove you're wrong, you're not yeah. going to be gutted, are you? No, you're going to be made up. I remember seeing it last week, just said that I'd, I'd lo- he's so much loved as a person and and what he's done and, uh, you know, everybody loves Seamus Coleman but just lately as a footballer, I don't think he, he was he was doing it um, and that, that that's just a fact. That's not me me being horrible, you know. It's just you, you weren't playing well, Seamus. Now go out there and ram it back down my throat. And that, that he done that on Saturday, and I just want to see that week in week out from him. Now he's he, you know he's a, he's a he's a great player on his day. I just want to see more of it now. Um, no one's doubting the fact that he's a he's a tremendous person and and everything about him. He's a, he's a great character, great lad. Everyone talks highly of him, but we want to see a right back. Bombing up and down the wings, don't we, and doing what he does. Was um was his performance good enough for you, Connor, regardless of whether he scored the goal or not? Um, <clears throat> I thought it was much improved. I think it was much much improved. I mean, I, you know, I'm a little bit. I, w- I was a little bit concerned more than anything when obviously he's dipping form. And obviously, you know, will he ever get back to the sort of heights he hit before the injury? You know, and I think that's always a big question mark, isn't it? When when any player has a bad injury, when they come back, is you know, will he ever return mm-hmm. to that? You know, and the first couple of games when he first come back, you know, it looked like he was going to become a better player. Mm-hmm. But I think now looking at that, it was just all adrenaline and the, the rush of yeah. the rush of blood of getting back on a football yeah. pitch and playing. Now things have settled down a little bit, yeah. sort of mellowed out. Um, I think it was much improved. I, I agree with Mark, though. I think there was there's still. You know, in terms of the celebration and stuff, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? If people want to criticise him, you've got to have it thrown back in your face mm-hmm. if they prove, you know, go out there and prove you're wrong. I still think he needs to improve. I still think Walcott needs to improve. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing for me with Walcott is the amount of chances he misses. You know, it's it's almost become like a weekly thing now where, mm-hmm. you know, you guarantee Walcott's going to have at least one decent chance and Spain, I mean, and they are good chances. They are, yeah. I mean, the, the one against, yeah. I mean, the one against Palace where he went, went, went race, race clean yeah. through, mm. and Hennessy was on the floor and he kicked it at him. And you're thinking to yourself, yeah. Yeah. you know, you had so many options there, 
and you pick the worst one. He could have rounds, took it round yeah. and looked it over him. You know, he could have. That chance was very similar to Southampton earlier yeah. in the season, wasn't yeah. it? If but not, you know, Arsenal, identical. You know, where Arsenal as well. Yeah, he had yeah. chances, didn't he? You know, that was well. That was guilt edge, wasn't it? And against a side like Arsenal, yeah. don't punish yet. And you know, so he did. And yeah. I mean, when when Theo Walcott first comes to the club, you know, everyone was sort of, you know, taken aback by him. He was a breath of fresh air. He, you know, he, he showed a bit of everything. And people were saying, oh, you know, how's he never been able to get into this mm-hmm. Arsenal team? But I think the last couple of weeks we've seen why he hasn't made the Arsenal team mm-hmm. because. His lack of ability in the final third is quite sort of worrying for such a, a prominent um, winger, stroking side forward. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, he needs, in, in terms of between Coleman and Walcott, I'm more concerned about Walcott and the fact that he just can't take his chances when when it matters most. And like we saw at Arsenal, you get punished if you don't take yeah. your chances in some games. And, and that was what happened. Luckily, the last couple of weeks we've got away with it, but we don't always get away with it. John, do you agree with that? I mean, it's only one game. Obviously, we, we were quite criti- critical of Walcott as well mm. as Coleman last week. So did Walcott silence his critics just off that performance? Or has he got to do more? No, he's not silence his critics. He has, he has to do more. Again, I echo the sentiments of the two gentlemen here. You know, Coleman did the right thing. And that, I, I look at that celebration and it was like, to me, it was like, well, I are. I've listened to what you've got. I don't think it was necessarily going, ha, 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 look what I... I think it was more, I've listened to what you've got mm-hmm. and that's what I'm doing back. With regards to Walcott, he does worry me a little bit and I almost think being brought in when he did, he was sort of Everton save. We were playing. We weren't playing football under Sam. I'm not sure what you'd call it, lads, <laughs> but it, it certainly wasn't football. And Walcott come in and, you know, this is this is a class act. This is an England international, uh, an Arsenal player who kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit, but it was almost like his renaissance with Everton and he did become our main man. I always think of that mm-hmm. night, the Leicester game. Mm-hmm. He got them two goals. Coleman made his big comeback. And, you know, they were the two sort of shining examples of, of Everton that night. But, Lot, not a, the rest of it wasn't shining, was it? Now it's almost like with improved players, and you know, Coleman looks down there. Mm. Michael Keane's a different player. He's a different player. You've got Zuma, you've got Dina, who is so good. We sort of forgotten Leighton Baines isn't there. So for me, I think Walcott's got to almost whether he's a little bit too comfortable, whether a little bit of uh, well, we're going to give Luckman a little run now, or someone else, or even the three at the back and sacrifice some walk off. Maybe that might do him some good to turn around and say, Well, look, Theo, you're not guaranteed your place because you know what? Mm-hmm. As Evertonians, we're not, we all want the Blues to do well. And the criticism of Coleman, as long as it doesn't get personal, I've no problem with that because actually he's one of the best players to do it to. Because you know, when Coleman he says, If you're not playing well, but yeah, I agree with you, I know what I'll do. Just fires him up, fires him up, and that was just all about the fire and the passion. He might never get back to the dizzy heights a few years back. Do you know what? I'm not ready to write him off yet. I think it's short-sighted to say he's finished. I know a few people have probably the heat at the moment, but Walcott... <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to listen to this back. I said I'd yeah, love him to prove me wrong. He, he's, he's put up his defence here, so I'm not, I'm not sure. It's always cautious optimism with Mark rather than pessimism. But no, I think with Theo Walcott, has he got that inside him to do that and that, that was what so do you know what he goes out and bangs a few against Chelsea I'll happily come on the next podcast and say, and say I'm a div but I just I'm a little bit concerned with Walcott and no he's not silenced all of his critics he's still got to he come inside a lot on Saturday he, yeah he did normally, yep. he normally hugs the touchline but I know it's just him Coleman was overlapping he was mm. he was sort of trying to make himself a second striker next to Richarlis and that's where he missed the chance yeah. from about two centimetres of the gladder seat and he hit it mm. over but so I'm just wondering if that's already in his mind now it will be sort of a 3-4-1-2 or whatever when mm. he, if and when he goes to three at the back but yeah he just has to start taking the chances yeah. just think of four off the top of my head that mm. should have just been a goal yeah, no, yeah. 
And he'd be on six or seven now or whatever he'd be on now. Do you know what I mean? I think even the League Cup, correct me if I'm wrong, after he scored, he had another. You know, and it might not have even gone to penalties. And you're thinking, these are the fine margins between progression and going out. And, Mm. you know, you're thinking, Theo Walcott, he's got to have something about Mm -hmm. him the amount of times he played for this country in Arsenal. It'd be nice to see it on the pitch again, mm-hmm. you know. I just think he's maybe suffering a little bit as well. Like when he first came in, he was sort of like the big fish, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. At the club, you know what I mean? He was the mm-hmm. sort of, he was brought in, he looked like he's going to be the forward. These people saying he's going to have to play up front. Mm. Now all of a sudden, you know, we've got Bernard, Richarlison, Andre Gomez, you know, and all of a sudden, but we're kind of... Sigurdsson's looking the business as well, It looks a different player. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we've got so many different more attacking options mm-hmm. now and so many different more, you know, just right. options in general. Better. That, that you're looking at Walker thinking, well, actually, hang on a minute, mm-hmm. you know, t- does he deserve a starting place? You know, should mm-hmm. Adam Luckman get, get it? I mean, I don't think Luckman will start on Sunday at Chelsea. No. Purely because he'll, he'll always play Walker because of his defensive side of the game, you know, he'll get back. But maybe against Cardiff, if Walker struggles, it could be a chance to give... Luckman, I'd run out and, and see what he can do. I mean, Silva's been quite positive of him in, in his press conferences, saying he's, his attitude's changed, he's hungry, he wants to be here. Uh, and Luckman, in his cameo against Crystal Palace, you know, set one of the goals up with a, a pinpoint cross. So I, I think that the, the pressure's on Walcott now to really start delivering. I think if he doesn't, he could well find himself mm-hmm. off the team. Would you both agree with that in terms of Walcott does still keep his place? Against Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, I think there's only one change on Sunday, isn't there? I mean, if a. Uh... So it might be interesting to see what he does tomorrow night in the friendly. Will he use it as a the next big an ex- game, uh, an experiment to to see what three at the back would look yeah. like, or does he prepare for Sunday? It'd just be interesting to see what he does. But at the same time, be mindful of stupid injuries, such wood. You know yeah. what I mean? We don't want to mm. pick up a, a knock tomorrow night in a, in a game that no one even wants. I, I, I think tomorrow night, though, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? There's that many players who've not made the match day squad. In recent weeks, yeah, probably good time for them yeah, to play. Yeah. But McCarthy and people it's, it's, like that, Dal Jagielka, Link Mains, you know, Kieran Dal got a run out. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I seen a piece through the week. I think with Dave Prentice wrote the Echo saying, you know, we almost. I think we had six players last year who almost name stays in the team who actually couldn't make the match day squad mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Um, Crystal Palace, like Phil Jagielka, Umani Ass, you know, people who were fit and ready ready to play, but just aren't anywhere near it. So. You know, I would imagine that you'll see more of them tomorrow night than anyone. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll move on to the next segment. Um, obviously, play Chelsea at the weekend, Sunday. Bit of a subplot to that is, obviously, first time. I think I'm right saying first time uh, Ross Barkley could potentially play Everton. The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. Mark, do, should we fear Ross at the moment with, with his form that he's in? Well... Who would you rather have, Gomez or Barkley, given what you've seen so far? Probably say Gomez. Yeah. So, no, is the answer to your question then. I, I've watched Chelsea quite a bit, they've been on the telly loads, haven't they? And, and the, the, the pairing over Ross Barkley is just something I, I can't get my head around. He's, not he's doing, playing for Chelsea now. He's doing yeah. absolutely nothing different than what he did at Everton. Seriously, he's not. He, I've seen some wild shots at the, the top tier. I've seen some giveaways that he passes the ball five yards the opposition I've seen him getting shrugged off the ball bad decision making but then one or two good bits and that's just exactly what he did for Everton um, but now all of a sudden he's the media darling yes at Chelsea so you know uh, again such a because I don't want him to go and bang one in against us but uh, not at all I'd, I'd say Gomez against Barkley in a one-on-one but Gomez had relished that opportunity to play he's like I think he get a lot of space and be able to to um to dominate him in, in, in that central area, it's probably 
Um, the likes of uh, Jorginho and Kovacic and whoever they play in there, I'd be worrying more about the Ross. I mean, for me, it's clearly like the top six effect, as in if you're playing for the top team. It's you know, crazy. He yeah. played, I can't remember, he started the game against Liverpool the other week, you know, the one where Sturridge banged that world in. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had the came away. on. Well, he, he was the one to give the ball away, but even after the game, everyone mm-hmm. was like, how good did Ross Barkley mm-hmm. play? I just thought, if you watch the man on field as well, he was, he yeah. just, he was just, uh, uh, it was funny because after the Southampton game, Chelsea uh, won three 0 didn't he? Ross got one and, and mm. got an assist. And a couple of the media were saying, um, uh, the, "See, he's on a different level now." I think it was Suarez on a different level now. He never done this thing at Everton. I was like three years ago, literally to the day, Everton won three 0 at Southampton. Ross scored and set up one. So, <laughs> do you know mm. what I mean? There's that just forgotten about or what? Yeah. So let them pair over him because I've not seen anything different to him now than what I've I've seen him growing up for Everton. So, you know, good luck to him. But he's he's not worrying me for Sunday. I've got to be honest. Yeah, Connor. Obviously, you haven't been on the show for a while. So, in just in terms of since Ross Barkley's moved to Chelsea and he's he's come out in the media, hasn't he, and said a few derogatory things really towards Everton? Mm. Are you disappointed in what he's what he said? You know. At, you know, probably former staff, but maybe existing staff, coaches at the club? Um, not really, no, because I'm, I'm of the belief that we shouldn't sugarcoat what footballers have got to say. And if they do think that, they should be saying it. I mean, you know, one thing I kind of my head in is when people go, you know, there's no Mavericks in football no more and stuff like that. Well, that's because everything's kind of like PR sugarcoated, isn't mm. it? You know, I'd rather football come out and go, I didn't like it there because of this. And I, I I wouldn't have a problem with that. If Ross Barkley's got grievances about his time at Everton, he's got grievances about his time at Everton, you know. Yeah. He's entitled to have his own opinion, just like, you know, any match going fan was last year who slated Sam Allardyce, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um in terms of does he does he I'm not feared by him on sun, sun, uh, sun, Sunday but I am worried because it's the most Everton thing oh, like yeah. that yeah. he will pop up and do Stories something. Stories already writing itself, yeah. in it? Yeah. He will, you know, do something yeah. along the lines and he will produce a moment of magic and it will be the whole, for three days we will have, yeah. you know, Everton was so stupid over Barley, they should have wrapped him up in cotton wool, <laughs> yeah. you know. They Didn't should have done everything to present yeah. the, the, he could have been the crown jewel in the yeah. pack. And, um, but no, I think, you know, I don't think Ross Barley's progressed in the way people think he has. I don't think he's anywhere near the player people think he's going to become or will become. I think he's done okay at Chelsea, but that's because people he's done a lot better than what people thought he was, he was going to do because the, the anticipation was so low. I don't think anyone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, when it, when he first signed for them, did anyone actually think he was going to get in the squad? Some, you know what I mean? There was numerous midfielders ahead of him. Um, even Conte didn't want him, did he? Well, no, you know, I mean, yeah, Conte yeah. used to slag him off. Conte, yeah. I think Rotten, he, he come on, was it the League Cup when he come on against Arsenal away when he got beat? In the last second, like, and Conte kind of turned out after the game and said, It's hard as a manager when you lose your centre midfield after eight minutes. You look at the bench and you've got nothing to put uh, on. And yeah. Barkley was the sub who he put on for the centre yeah. midfielder. Yeah. And you kind of thought to yourself, mm. Oh, well, you know, obviously, right now you can see why because there was a lot of strained relationships with Conte at Chelsea. But no, I think, I don't fear him. I think, you know, you've just got to move on, haven't you? you? Forget about, you know, he's no longer an Everton player. And, you know, good luck to the lads. And if, if he's got his own opinions about Everton, he's got his own opinions. and he, he, he's entitled to them again today John like obviously Connor's right like anyone's entitled to the opinion mm. and he's no, he's no longer an Everton player and stuff like that but he didn't do as great did he towards the end obviously he was injured mm. towards the end of his Everton career yeah. and then he he was potentially on the verge of a, a 30 odd million pound move yeah. to Chelsea and yeah. then kind of changed his mind and we only mm. got 15 million for him yeah. he's got really every right for Everton fans to be a little bit annoyed at him haven't he they have and you know what anyone's got a right to be annoyed about anything but I have to say, agreeing with, with the two lads here, 
short of him doing the old classic football score against his old club, I'm not really that bothered. I mean, when Ross Barkley come out, I think the Wayne Rooney-shaped shadow has always marred every player breaking through because of the way Rooney left, who, let's be honest, gone on to have a glittering career. Every lad that's come through, whether it be James Vaughan or whoever followed, was always going to eclipse Wayne Rooney. Mm. So far, they've not got close to doing it. Ross Barkley showed some, I mean, his goal against Manchester City. Unreal. Then, in the same game, we'll, we'll play a square ball that goes awry. You know, I don't fear him. I fear Ed Nazard because that's a player who can put mm. and will put you to the sword. So, Everton fans, do you know what? If we want to get upset about Ross Barkley, fine. I personally think it's wasted energy. I really do. We've moved on now. Give me a Gomez any day. Do you know what? You look at Coleman. Before he signed for Everton, he had that, well, he'd signed for Everton. He had that infected blister removed, which could have affected his career. He played against Benfica and he got ripped to shreds. Couple for one a goal. Three days later, he didn't either, did he? He come on and it was mal match against Tottenham. Does Ross Barkley have that? In his locker, does he have that in his heart? I don't think he does. So, do you know what? I, we got 15 million put for him. We could be 30. He's proved what he really is. And good luck to him at Chelsea. You know what I mean? As long as it's not Saturday, good luck to him. We still had no arm. I, I think in a couple of seasons, he probably will be knocking on the door, seeing if he could come back. Because I don't think he'll last to Chelsea. And I don't think the coaches, because let's be honest, in three years' time, Chelsea have had another, what, seven or eight managers. So the, one of them's not going to like him. And I, I just think... Do you know what? There's better, there's better players than him to be worried about. There's better players than him to be annoyed with. Well, in Chelsea's middle three, the, the, Jorginho and Kante are the two shoe-ins, aren't they? Every yeah. week and week out. And he seems to play with either Barkley, Kovacic or Fabregas. Yeah. Either, either Barkley played than the other two. Oh, but you know I mean? Fabregas f- always picks a pass against those. Yeah. Always. He creates something He, he influences Devin. the game, doesn't he? Yeah. Whether so he got Arteta sanding off yeah, or yeah. he's always so good. So I'd rather uh, the likes of them stay out the side yeah. and, and, and Ross plays. So... Um, but Mina's going to get the winner anyway, so it's all irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah this, that's the story. It's all yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Well, how do we see it then? Because we haven't got oh, a great record against Chelsea. Great. I know it's a couple of days away, so plenty can happen in within a, a week. But the last time we beat Chelsea was 1994. Paul Ryder scored. Paul Ryder grand in the top six, yeah. really, haven't we? Yeah, I think. I know we, Paul Ryder, yeah. We, um, we were on penalties, penalties didn't we, in the Cup yeah. 2011. Yeah. Uh, under Moyes what a great penalty shoot that was by the way Yeah, Phil Neville's finest star yeah. Yeah. and Johnny Heidinger as well remember yeah. when he barged yeah. into uh, Arsenal <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was the same one wasn't it yeah same yeah. one yeah. yeah we've we've gone to Arsenal and United and remember we were talking about fans saying oh I wish we have a go at these places and people can't say we never had a go at Arsenal and United because we went there and created chances the problem was we missed them mm. then there was a stupid offside goal that we hadn't seen and then a, a penalty that shouldn't have been at United. So I don't think we've had the rubber the green in the two big away games yet. So with them all coming back to back, you'd like to think at least one of the games, some things will go our way and we'll put the chances away and we'll get something. If it's not Sunday, I hope it's the derby or I hope it's both. Um, to win at one of these grounds, we've got to take the chances that come our way and we've got to have one or two rubbers the green. Um, so... Are we capable of winning there? Yeah, I think we are. Can we win there? It just depends on them factors that I've just said. Um, but I certainly think we'll create chances again. Can we put them away? Connor, Mark's obviously, you know, he's being optimistic. He's looking back at the United games and the, the United game, sorry, and the Arsenal game where we were we were quite unlucky not to get a result. But Chelsea at the moment are probably on a different level to those two, would you say? As in, they're in the same bracket as 
obviously hate to say it, Liverpool, City, you know, three hours race at the moment for the league. So we're going to have to up our game even more, aren't we, to to get anything out of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think, I'm not worried as much creating chance. I'm worried more to our defensive lapses yeah. mm. because you will get punished. You know, we will get punished. You know, they, they've got a star-studded lineup um, in terms of forwards and, you know, you you will get punished if you give them chances and that's the the big thing for me is how we cup defensively. I mean obviously like I alluded to earlier, you know, Mina's getting through right in at the deep end. You know, he's going to Stanford Bridge for his first Premier League game. It doesn't really get much against an informed Chelsea. It doesn't really get much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm more cautious in terms of how we how we approach it defensively and how we do it defensively. But on the other hand, I think, you know, there'll be no greater sort of point to prove how far we've come than going to a top one of the, the big clubs I'm winning um, I think that'd be massive for, for everyone really the club massive confidence booster so it will come eventually so why not come this this, this Sunday John Chelsea Sunday we uh, going to be a tough game innit yeah it's going to be a massively tough game you're, you're talking about playing a side who as you say are in the three horse race they're very well organised and they're still unbeaten what I would say might be a bit optimistic but United haven't been any great shakes this season and second half, United had Chelsea all over the place. And let's go back to the aforementioned Barkley, who scored that wonder goal. Mm-hmm. He just happened to find himself in a six-yard box and the ball come to him. So Chelsea, you know what? They're not unbeatable. And again, as Connor said, it's defensive that worries me a little bit more. The chances are, but if we're getting chances, that's still a good sign. But yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea beat It's going to be a tough game and you're going to need Siggy to play his best game Mina to have an absolute world and you know what we'll probably need a couple of world class saves from Jordan Pickford Walcott we need to maybe rediscover his form of old Richarlison is going to have to be paid to get a beaten which to be fair he took him pretty well but you know what if the planets align and we get a rubber degree and you know what as well I'd like us to see to stop being the nice Everton I'd like us to see maybe a little bit more of a ruthless Everton you know we all look at the likes of Tim Cale when he went there he was respected of no one you'd happily see Tim Cale would shin a player, would pull the shirt, stuff like that. I'd like to see a little bit more of that because clubs do it against you. And you've what got a five thousand shin. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the amount of times you'd see Tim Cale and every other club hated him. Just to me, showed he was doing something right. You know what I mean? He was always going to the so-called big clubs and basically saying, "I'm not respected of you." I'd love to see maybe that a bit more of that bulldog spirit about us because you know what? We've got it. We have got the players. It's that can come do on. It. It's, it's getting better. I've yeah. Seen that I've, even a mean as little form in a cameo there, he was winding people up and yeah. throwing tackles at Mary. So yeah. I think the characters are there. But they've got to go to, is it Barty Borisov on Thursday night? Mm. Travel away. Yeah, you've got it there. Yeah. So you'd like to think that he'd play. It'd be interesting what team they play out, yeah, yeah. won't mm. it? But I think Thursday night's team will give an indication of who will play Sunday. Yeah. Mm. As you can't imagine too many who play Thursday will play Sunday. Mm. But he's got no. to protect Ross Barker, has Because without them, <laughs> Chelsea don't tick, do they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so if Barker plays Thursday, you imagine he won't play Sunday. Will yeah. Well, we're we'll just looking it. at this run of fixtures when we make today and we were talking about all the big away games bar Spurs are out yeah. the way by the 15th of December, which is crazy. But it sets up a second. If we can hang around the sort of position we're in now, not too far away from the top four or six, the second half of the season gives us loads of big home games, which if we're in form, yeah. it's a different good as yeah, It's kind said. of a reverse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Season. We're playing yeah. all the big teams away at the yeah, moment, yeah. but towards the end of the running, yeah. playing all the big teams yeah. at home. Yeah. So as long as we keep ticking over that home wins at the moment, it actually sets up a second half of the season where we look at the away games and we think right, we should be going to Huddersfield and Cardiff and and Burnley and all these places and winning. Yeah. Where 
setting up massive home games then against Liverpool and City and Chelsea and United where we think we can actually take these on and give them a game of good let's be honest they won't want to come to Goodison no. if it's a three horse title race no. needing to get up in yeah. the league you know even Manchester City won't want to be coming to Goodison I know last year they, they ran right against us and should have put seven passes and he beat us 3-1 but you look at the times before you know we beat them 4-0 and you know over the years what we've done to City at Goodison mm. and you know they won't want to be coming to Goodison, you know, post, post to play for post January if it's a three horse yeah. title race and it's neck and neck like yeah. people are predicting it's gonna be. So it just makes for a fascinating sort of, you know, post Christmas running. And like Mark says, you know, if we can hang around where we are uh-huh. and and still be in with a, you know, maybe five, six points in it, uh-huh. you know, you was you would fancy us to, to have a good run in. Cardiff Newcastle and Watford at home, isn't it, in the next two, three weeks? Yeah. So you'd, you'd hope for nine points there and think like the, the pressure's off the big away game. So go there, mm. full of freedom, yeah. and hopefully pick pick a win off. Um, I mean, do you think on paper it's the three hardest away games of the season? Do you think we're going to lose all three? Me? <laughs> um, on the basis of history, <laughs> you would have to say, yeah. I mean, I, I just can't see us losing all things. You know, I, just think we've just, to, uh, I think we've got to. I I've think got we'll to get say, something yeah. somewhere. I've got, I've got to say, I agree with Matt. Do you know what? On the basis of history, yeah, we might as well know. But I actually, I can't see us losing all three. I don't mm. know where the points are going to come from, and I'll probably end up massively disappointed. Mm. But yeah, I don't see us losing all three. I can definitely see a score and draw, and there. Uh, and you know what? Why not? Why not? Can't mm. we do the impossible and get a win? I hope you're right. I hope you're right. The, I'll be the, the boring one who says because lose all three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boringly <laughs> pragmatic day. Connor, what's your prediction? Let's finish off with predictions then. I mean, I think we could lose all three, but I wouldn't be missed. That's massively disappointed if we did lose all three. I wouldn't be devastated. We've well, got Cardiff in the middle as well. But so I, yeah. think we, I think, we, you know, if we, we've got to pick up nine points in the, the yeah, Newcastle, game. Cardiff, Watford games, haven't you? Know, yeah, if you yeah. I mean, let's be honest, if we got to Christmas... From the start of the season, we got to Christmas and you said, oh, we've been to Goodison. Hey, we've been to the top mm-hmm. sort of five away mm-hmm. and we never picked up a point. Mm-hmm. At the start of the season, I go, at Christmas time, you'd have probably settled for that one. You know, one would have said, oh, I'm devastated but that. People would have gone, mm. oh, well, that's just the norm, isn't it? That's just Everton all over. You know, no one would have been disappointed. The way it's gone, you'd be disappointed now. Yeah. But there is the possibility, you know, we, we could lose all depends three. Depends on the manner. If you, if you lose all three, depends on yeah. the manner of the defeats, doesn't it? If I think out of them all, the one I'm most confident about going to is Man City. Yeah. Because for some reason, there's just something about when we play Man City. I mean, you look at last year when, you know, we drew one when Koeman was in charge in the second game. We, you know, we had couple of chances and scored and we hung on for dear life and, yeah, and even like sit, Man City yeah. fans I mean I, I went to university with a, a Man City fan who's, who's a good mate of mine now and you know even he says like their fans say oh you know something about when we play Everton that just yeah. it just doesn't like just, just, yeah, yeah he said like we just can't get like we always, you always seem to get one over us one way or another he went like no matter what happens well, he's always he, enjoyed himself didn't he he's just that like yeah. team you like the thorn all the time yeah. and I said it is true you know you look back you only have to look back at the results that we've had over the years against them home and away I'd definitely take a, a loss in Chelsea, against Chelsea and City for a win against the for a win against Liverpool. So and then my phone's just gone off there if anyone heard that. <laughs> yeah. um, go on then Mark prediction then based based on um you know we're gonna expect that you know the team that Silver's gonna put yeah. out. What 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 are we saying? Um go on then I'm gonna go for um Chelsea one, Everton two, Yeri Mina winner. Chelsea one, Everton two, bold. One one. One one. You said we we're gonna lose. Well, so we, we could lose all three. We've got to be real. You so you're now changing three. your story, yeah? <laughs> no, I think, I, I'll be honest, my heart says 1-1, one, one, but I think we had 2-1 defeat. Yeah. John? Well, I'm going for scoring draw. I did fancy 1-1, one, one, but yeah, I, I think there's going to be goals in there. I know we had a 3-3 three, three a few seasons back. 
Everton are capable of scoring and we can score against anyone. And you know what? I think I think we will score. Edda from a corner. Edda from a corner. You are going to say, yeah, I mean it. If you don't bet on this. Oh, on this well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. The, the reason why, if, if we, we must have had 9,500 corners this season. I can't remember scoring from one. They just, we just get a corner every five yeah. minutes. As soon as the big man plays, you just, I watch, you just mm. bang one in. Man, we, get, we, get, we get that many corners because they all walk it's the fair corner every cross <laughs> yeah. well, there was a corner in the, in, in the game against Brighton where it was, it was a, not a bad corner but barely beat the first man and it just it went right over it literally just missed I can't remember who got the other was it Walcott? So I can't remember. Not Maybe sure. I've just made that up, but it's I'm sure it, sure it happened. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two two. I've said two two a couple of times, um, so it's got to happen at least once, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so yes, yeah. Two, two. By a lot of averages, you've got to win one, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, lads. Well, we'll uh, we'll finish it there. Thanks to my guests, John, Connor, no and Mark. Yes. I appreciate it. Hopefully, um, by this time next week, we'll be celebrating an Everton win against Chelsea, first time in a long time. Appreciate you listening. Um, just to remember to the listeners you can rate, review and subscribe and leave comments on the Royal Blue Podcast appreciate you listening thanks very much you've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street Podcast from the Liverpool Echo